internet listeners this is mr announcer with the complacence podcast the complacence originally aired from september 1995 to june 1996 live on wnur illinois and now here's episode six of the complacence with business suffering at quonset hut pizza nightly live performances by the complacence seem like a win-win situation but restaurant owner general failure insists on putting the band through boot camp first also, Adrian Creamsicle Moonlights is a giant chicken mascot. What could possibly go wrong? The next voice you hear is coming to you from November 11th, 1995. Last week on The Complacent. Which Mediterranean nation is the lira, the unit of currency? Barbara. Italy. Italy is right. You're up to 110. What was the occupation of world-famous Georges Auguste Escoffier? He was a chef. That's exactly right, Barbara. You're up to 115. Last question, $1 away from $140,000. The Gaza Strip is a controversial piece of land occupied by what troubled Mideastern nation? Barbara? Israel. Israel's right! <laughs> she did it! Barbara, goodness! Complacence, starring The Complacence. Uh, hello and welcome to Kwanzaa Hot Pizza. Uh, smoking or not smoking? I take mine with sausage and pineapple, pimples. Oh, Adrian Creamsicle. Uh, sorry I didn't recognize you, sir. Uh, wearing that chicken suit. My chicken suit? Crap! Uh, something wrong, sir? Yeah, I forgot to take this damn thing off when I got off from work. Uh, is this some new policy at the talent agency, sir? I wish that were the case, Pimples. The sad fact is, things are really slow in the music biz these days. Ever since that crummy band Taekwondo won the Battle of the Bands, their records have been selling and ours haven't. Even their exposure on Fox TV's 2-something has helped them. I guess they attract the same kind of audience. But I thought Fred got the name of that show changed to Complacency's Best, so it would secretly be promoting your band, The Complacence, every time the show aired. Unfortunately, it seems the same people who watch Two Something are also the type of people who wouldn't be able to decipher even as cheesy a pun as Complacency's Best. Oh, sorry to hear it. Well, if you'd like to join the rest of the Complacents, they're already seated. Uh, that'll be just fine, thanks. Hey, hey there, Adrian. fellas. Hey, Adrian. Uh, forget to take off your chicken suit again? Uh, never mind that. It was easy enough to find you in here. The place is practically deserted. I know. We're actually getting some service for a change. Yeah, as soon as I take a drink of water, Pimples fills the glass to the top again. As a matter of fact, Mr. Angelo, I think a little bit just evaporated. Pimples, are you a little bored? Uh, oh, you betcha. Ever since that other pizza place opened across the street, they've been taking away all our business. You don't say. Well, what is the general? Shouldn't he be doing something? He's sulking in the back. He's been taking this very hard. Kwanzaa Hut Pizza means so much to him, especially since he was forced out of the military. Poor General. I wonder if there's something we could do. Whoops! Pa- 
pardon me, I've got to help this customer. Uh, hello, sir, may I help you? Yes, I uh, hear that you have a special uh, you offering. Uh, that's right, a new Caesar salad. Yes, I would like to try some of uh, that thing. And the stein of Lobra. All right, I'll be right back with your beer. Hey, who is that guy? He looks kind of funny. Yeah, kind of like Captain Kangaroo with a spike coming out of the top of his head. Wait, he's coming over here. Well, hello there, little fellas. How was we doing today? Uh, uh fine. fine. Yes, yes, I'm sure that you are. So we have made the choice to dine yet. Uh, because this is our hangout. It's where we always eat. Ah, yes, yes, I see. And, uh, why have you not chosen to eat at this, uh, this Dutch pizza located right across the way? I never really gave it much thought. Uh, why aren't you eating at the place right across the way? Oh, I, I come here for the atmosphere, you know. Rats, termites, sawdust. In the food, it reminds, it reminds me of home. Now, just one minute. What are you... Kaiser Schusterfall. Yes? I, I mean, no. You've got a lot of nerve sticking a blue-haired, blonde-eyed face in my joint. No more nerves than you displayed when we brought that tank battalion across my weak side against the orders of your superiors back in Wuppertal. Ah, yes. But all's fair in war, Kaiser Schusterfall. And so it is with capitalist business practices as well, General. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, the chef can't seem to find any meat for your Caesar salad. Uh, are you sure you wouldn't prefer garden? That would not be necessary. <clears throat> I do not think that I will be dining with after all. And good riddance, you German. No good riddance to you. You'll need it. <laughs> I should have left him on the ground back at Domstep where I found him. Uh, excuse me, General. Uh, do you know that guy? Yes, Fig. That's Kaiser Schustoffel. I fought against him back in the good war. Time after time, I led my men in armed clashes against that dirty Jeremy and his men. Time after time, he prevented me from reaching Berlin. But apparently, he wasn't satisfied with that. Now he's opened up that damn pizza place across the road, and he's taken all my business. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, General. Yeah, sounds like we're not the only ones having a hard time around here. Yeah, seems like things are tough all over. Hey, wait a minute. What, Mr. Creamsicle? I just had me an idea. I think we're on the same wavelength here, Creamsicle. General, you want to get some more business in here? Well, of course, son. Why don't you get some live entertainment to play in your restaurant every night? Live entertainment? And I, I think I know a particular act who could use some work. Um, well, marvelous. Just marvelous. Just like Fatten used to say. When the enemy's beating you back, that's when you pull out a secret weapon, a new tactic, and kill them! Kill them? Yes, I'm a gonna kill them. Chef, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what, what, hey, stop! Shut Ah! That chef cut off, off Mr. Mr. Creamsicle's head! Last week on The Curtain, evil brotherhood of fiends and latter-day anti-heroes led by the demonically clever and incorrigible Dr. Nightmare successfully overcame the Major League Super Crime Busters led by the steel-boned, strapping Dr. Patriot by using the conniving Bizarro Announcer Man to usurp the position of yours truly. However, with the assistance of Announcer Man, Mr. Shammy, Lady Victory, Benevolent Girl Boy, Furry Kitten, and Minnie Blinds, his lady love, the curtain managed to reverse the tide of the battle and put away the evil brotherhood of fiends and latter-day anti-heroes for good. 
All, that is, save Dr. Nightmare, who in the ensuing battle, along with Dr. Patriot, was hurled back in time to the Middle Ages. We join our hero, Curtis Hambones, a.k.a. The Curtain, one week later in his trendy upscale Manhattan apartment. Hey, Debbie, while you're in the kitchen, do you think you could get me some soda? I sure can, Curtis. Thanks, Debbie, you're terrific. Hey, what is this? Didn't you ask for soda? I meant soda pop, not baking soda. Oh, well, that's what I thought you meant at first, but then I thought... Oh, well, he must mean baking soda because his teeth are so yellow. My teeth are yellow? Well, then I thought, no, his teeth aren't yellow, so he must mean soda pop. Then I thought for a moment that you might mean soda water, but we didn't have any of that, only seltzer. And I figured that you meant soda crackers, but we didn't have any of those. And anyway, we're out of soda pops, so I gave you this box of baking soda. Oh, well, get me some of that seltzer to dissolve this baking soda in, so I'll have some soda drink to drink. That's how they make soda, you know. Curtis, you're an architect, not an alchemist, and you can get your own damn seltzer. Meanwhile, in the Middle Ages... And so, my knights of the round table, it is imperative that you tell thy stable boys not to sit upon thy horses. Perhaps someday, after the proper training, they shall be able to ride upon the horses with skill and techniques. But now, however, they are simply falleth off the backs of thy stallions and breaketh their buttocks. And a sable boy with yon broken buttocks is about as effective as a wet anachronism. Hold, your majesty. Something is happening in yon sky. Yon sky appears to be growing of some sort of gaping orifice. To all the gladiumid figures are descending from a gaping orifice. To your horses, my knights. Together we must sketch out these divine beings and look at them in our confused astonishment. Meanwhile, back at Curtis and Debbie's tastefully decorated upper-middle-class apartment... Debbie, while you're in the kitchen, could you get me some soda? Sure thing, Curtis. Hey, this is soda pop. I thought we were out of soda pop. I went to the corner store and bought some. Oh, well, that was nice of you, but this time I actually needed baking soda. Well, why didn't you use the baking soda that I brought out to you before? It's still here on the coffee table. Oh, stupid me. I forgot it was there. So, duh. Say, Curtis, what you doing? I'm working on some curtain bombs to add to my weapons array curtain bombs yeah i'll keep them attached to my costume and if i ever need a distractor and incapacitate a supervillain i'll just pull this pin mixing the baking soda and the vinegar causing an explosive chemical reaction and then i'll throw the bomb at the villain which upon impact will shatter and fizz all over the place well that sounds like a useful weapon oh it will be believe you me later in the past that's it out. approach the celestial beings and ask them of their names I shall go, my leech, but they appear to be battling one another. Do not let that dissuade thee from thy quest, Lancelot. I and the other knights shall wait it here about or one half a kilometer away. Yes, your majesty. <laughs> he always makes me go talk to the creatures from the sky. First the lord, then the men from the moon, then the one-eyed fire creatures from the sun. I'm tired of being Arthur's friggin' emissary. Lancelot? Lancelot, is that you? Lady Guinevere, what are you doing out of the castle? I thought I heard a strange noise outside, so I jumped out of my tower window onto my horse to come investigate. But, milady, you are walking. When I landed on my horse, after descending a height so great, I impacted with such force as to shatter mine own horse's spine. You are amazing, milady, to have such knowledge of physics. 
I take it that the speed of your descent increased in a direct relationship with the distance you fell? No. Actually, my velocity increased directly with the time I was falling, rather than the distance. But the men of science will not be able to correct this fallacy for another several centuries. You astound me with your intellect almost as much as you do with your beauty, milady. Why do you hide this knowledge? Well, you know, boys seldom make passes at girls who wear glasses. Indeed. Can I offer milady a ride? Oh, Lancelot, you're so smooth. Meanwhile, half a kilometer away... Take that, Dr. Patriot. That'll teach you to... Hold the phone, Nightmare. Where are we? Last I looked, we were in the breakfast nook in the Manhattan Major League Super Crime Busters Fortress. Now we're on some hilly field underneath gray sky. No, it can't be. What can't be? Where are we, Nightmare? I fear that we may have landed. Where, Nightmare? Where have we landed? I fear we are now in Ohio. Which part of Ohio? Near Cincinnati, I hope. Northwest Ohio. Closest city, Toledo. Oh, no! We're done for! Meanwhile, back in present-day Manhattan... Hey, Debbie, while you're in the kitchen, do you think you could get me some... No, Curtis. Uh, okay. Besides, I'm not even in the kitchen. I'm in the laundry room washing our costumes. Holy Bertoli, that reminds me. Debbie, I forgot to tell you. I invited the guys over to watch football tonight. Mr. Shammy and announcer man should be over in about 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Oh, Curtis, I wish you'd have told me earlier. This place is a pigsty. Curtis, you've got to help me clean up. Gee whiz, Debbie, you're just going to watch football. Yeah, but you've got a pile of about 900 of those curtain bombs sitting on the sofa. Where are you all going to sit? Well, where should I put them? I don't know, Curtis. I know. I'll put them on our bed. Of course, we'll have to remember to move them before tonight, or it could make for an explosive evening. Well, I could certainly use one of those now and again. What? N nothing. Meanwhile, in the past, on a horse... Sharing a horse was such a splendid idea, Lancelot. But if yon horse is thy horse, then why is... Then why is it that I am driver while you sit behind me as a passenger? I merely wish to admire your control over this stallion, milady. I think, my good knight, that in actuality I am sitting in front of thee because thou believes this position best facilitates thy groping, fondling, and manipulation of mine feminine-sensitive regions. Now, really, milady... Thou art the love of my king. Dost thou truly thinketh that I would betray that friendship with filthy field-copping? It is as simple as a matter as thy rosy bosom makes an excellent grip so that I do not lose balance and fall off the back of the horse, like some untrained stable boy. Thou hast explained that way, good sir knight. But how dost thou explain the fact that we have been engaged in the unholy act of love since we begun our mutual horse ride? Eh? I hadn't noticed. Look, yon hither ho, art to the divine beings right now. Feel powers draining. I don't believe it. Trapped in the Midwest. Nothing but farmland for miles around. Strange, no farms, though. Greetings, beings from the sky. I am Sir Lancelot, and this is Lady Guinevere. King Arthur of Camelot wishes to send his deepest regards and welcomes you to his kingdom. Should you wish to stay overnight... Might I recommend to you a beautiful room at the Castle Camelot, or perhaps a soothing, mystically healing night in Irana's magical glade? Silent, Tin Can. Where did you say we are? Amazing. You know my language. He said that thou art in Camelot. Camelot? Where is that? Damn it, Nightmare. You always skipped intro to Western Civilization class back at Tulane. Camelot's in England. We're in England, for Christ's sake. Who dost thou thinketh thou is to take the name of the Lord my God in vain? I'm Dr. Patriot, you beef-eater, and I'm from America. And if there's anything I hate more than those commies, 
It's you limey English people. We know not of this miracle land that you speaketh of. In fact, we are not quite sure what thou meanest by the term England. Please forgive our ignorance. Forgive Schmogim. This man has insulted our land and our people. Excuse me. What dost thou want, you sinister visaged, visaged beggar from the sky? My name is Dr. Nightmare, and it just so happens that I love English people, particularly those from Camelot. It also happens that I would be very interested in acquiring a room to sleep in your very splendid castle this evening. Wise choice, Dr. Nightmare. It's our last room available, as the fire monsters from the sun destroyed most of the guest rooms. But it's a great deal. Lots of perks. Reasonable rates. Wait a minute, Peanut Brittle. Where am I supposed to sleep? You, good sir, shall sleep within the stable. But I'm not even pregnant. Meanwhile, in the present, in the apartment... Ding dong! Hey, Mr. Sammy, how are you doing, announcer man? I'm all right. I've been resting my vocal cords since last week's battle. Yeah, <clears throat> since Dr. Patriot's vanishing into the past, we've all had a lot of time to rest. No more meetings, no more rigorous daily, you know, calisthenics. I should have thought of sending him back in the past years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say, you brought benevolent girl with you. Yeah, well, Lady Victory had a date with Captain Flexible tonight, and she wanted to make sure that she had the house to herself. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, benevolent girl? Do you like football? My brother was killed by a football. Oh. But it's okay on TV. Well, well, Mr. Shammy, try to make sure that she doesn't go dripping benevolence all over the place. Uh, that stuff does not come out of the furniture. I'll do my best, Curtin. Hi, everybody. Sorry about the mess. It took longer than we thought to move all of Curtis's curtain bombs off the sofa. Well, I can see why you've decided to remain in this apartment instead of moving into the old fortress full time. This place, so trendy, so upscale, so upper middle class. Very chic. Well, I am an interior decorator in real life, you know. So, are you guys ready to watch some World League football? Meanwhile, in the past, two days later... Ah, having to clean up horse crap to sleep here... What a crock! All that, and these broken buttocks, too. Say, what's going on at that table over there? Good morning, my knights. Good, Good morning, morning, my liege. liege. Uh, before we get down to business today, let me run us uh, off a quick call of the road. Sir Lancelot. Present, my lord. Sir Galahad. Present, your majesty. Sir Federer. I am here, your majesty. Sir Announcer! Thou hast spoken my name, and I am hither to say forthwith that I, who am Sir Announcer, is to be considered present and accounted for. Sir Belvedere! Yes, Mr. Owens. Sir Nightmare! Present and accounted for. <clears throat> what on earth? Dr. Nightmare is now one of the Knights of the Round Table. Something's beginning to smell bad in Good Smellville. Where is Good Smellville? Eh? Oh, Lady Guinevere, you startled me. Thou must help me, Dr. Patriot. I heard Sir Nightmare talking to himself. He was speaking of killing mine husband, Arthur, and mine love, Lancelot, and taking the kingdom for his own. Good God! He's going to try to change the past. We've got to work together, Guinevere. We must come up with a plan to stop Dr. Nightmare. Oh, Dr. Patriot, thou art so manly. Meanwhile, later on, a few days earlier... Gee, I'm sorry, guys. I know how much you wanted to watch football. It's not your fault that World League football isn't carried by many channels at all. 
Say, Curtis, this is an interesting collection of books you have about the Middle Ages. Hmm, seems they found an ancient inscription, meaning suddenly our characters were catapulted to an area, or an era, several centuries later. Hmm, I wonder what that means. My sister was killed by a catapult. Oh, but they're okay in history books. Will Dr. Patriot be able to stop Dr. Nightmare from offing King Arthur? Will he need to? Will Debbie give Curtis the cold shoulder in bed tonight? Will our heroes see any action? Find out next week when you will hear Dr. Patriot say... And if there's one thing I hate more than the English, it's you Albanians! I'll say it again. You just cut off Mr. Creamsicle's head. Hey, I like the way that sounds. Sergeant, you just cut off the man's head. Explain yourself. I'm not a friggin' sergeant. And for your information, when I see the biggest damn chicken in the world running around a pizza joint, I'm thinking, how can I use this? You know, how can I improve the pizza with this? And I'm saying to myself, here it is, guy. Here's the gimmick. Poultry pizza. Uh-huh. Well, that might just give us a leg up on the Kaiser and his new G.I. Gyro's Mitt Creamy Death Sauce. Meanwhile, Creamy's body is running around without a head and wrecking your restaurant mind, General. Yeah, and my head's down here under the table smelling you guys' feet. Whoa! Whoa! Somebody pick me up! I got you, little buddy. Oh, ain't he cute? Look, when I press the explo expose raw flesh near his windpipe, he screams. Wah! Son of a whore, you come back here. I can't catch hold of this giant headless chicken body, General. Well, somebody stop it. It's getting blood and involuntary fecal matter all over the Quonset. Where's my gun? Oh, here it is, Generalissimo, sir. I was just speaking my toes with it. May I? No, no, you better not, son. Oh, missed. How do I reload? My God! You fired into the insane asylum next door. Now they're mad. Here they come. Everywhere. <laughs> There's a tree in my navel. Navel jelly. Jelly donut. Parking lot donut. Burn rubber, baby. Pizza freeze. Everybody freeze. Giant chicken! I see a giant chicken! That guy! Smother him in lard! Get off of me, sweat hog! Ah, help! Bastards! Let's get out of here! Bring the bad guy! Grab his legs! Bring the bad guy! Lift him up! Bad guy! Dinner tonight! Good moon! Good meat! Bad guy! Chunky treat! Hey, don't bite into him yet! Jesus! Help me! Help me! Now that's what I call an ass-kicking disaster. Y'all think they're really gonna eat the fat guy? I'd say so, yeah. Somebody pick me up! I'm drowning in a small pool of my own blood and involuntary fecal matter. Shut up, you gutless, stupid, dog! Huh. I, uh, I appear to have run out of practice. Anyway, you shut up! Look at this place! You've ruined my entire restaurant. The Quonset Hut will have to be rebuilt from scratch. Involuntary fecal matter never comes out. Neither does crazy person stench. You artifacting faggots have wrecked my life. You can forget about ever working here. I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, come on, General Secretary. We're sorry. What can we do to make it up to you? Get your arm off me, long hair. You want to know what you can do? 
You can show a little respect for authority is what you can do. No discipline, that's your problem. Discipline, slamming lips, 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 Damn, messed it up. If you girls want to work for the general, you're going to have to learn some rank and file first. Well, Gunner's pretty rank when he doesn't take a shower for a while, and I used to do work in government publications. You fellas are going to have to go through the general failure boot camp training process scenario. Home version available from Parker Brothers. Does this mean I have to get sweaty? Some sweat, some tears, some blood, some rears. A little bit of everything, just like the old days. Now hit the showers! Now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, Perry, what are you doing? Not much, Charlie. I'm sorry to hear that, Perry. Not as sorry as I'm to say it, Charlie. It's a sad life you live, Perry. Amen, brother. What are you doing tonight, Charlie? Absolutely nothing, Perry. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. Oh, Charlie. Damn it, Perry. What's that, Charlie? Damn it, I say. Damn it! I know how you feel there, Charlie. No, Perry. Not damn it. Damn that! Good heavens, Charlie. The Hellmouth has just appeared in the ground. Oh, and look, Perry. Hordes of demons are flying out of the Hellmouth. Gee, Charlie. Now they're darting the sky with the purple crimson of their veiny, bulbous wings. Wow, Perry. I guess it won't be long before these demons ignite the earth into a raging, unquenchable inferno. Now that you mentioned it, Charlie, it probably won't be long before this world shifts entirely into the next plane of existence where a vengeful, angry deity will punish us with infinite torment. Hey, Perry. I've got an, I I've got an idea. What's that, Charlie? Let's go to a bar. Amen, brother. This message brought to you by Swilly Boy Beer. When the apocalypse comes, you won't feel a thing. Uh, psst. Huh? Hey, Johnny, are you awake? Of course I'm awake. You've been kicking the bottom of my bed for five minutes. And I'm on the bottom bunk, too. What are you doing on the floor? It's softer than my bed. Johnny, what did the general mean? That this would be a full-fledged boot camp? I don't know. He'll probably make us do a few jumping jacks, then get bored and drive us back to Quonset Hut Pizza. Well, we'll get paid good money to do two shows a night. But why did I have to get my hair cut? You didn't have to. You were the one who pulled, who pulled over on the way here to ask that rancher to demonstrate the sheep shears. But then why are we sleeping in army bunk beds in this barracks? This isn't an army camp. This is a summer camp. Summer camps are still around in the winter? Maybe we'll get to make wallets. Will you two shut up over there? I'm trying to sleep over here. Oh, yeah, and I was trying to sleep under here. Good night, Gunner. Good night, Fig. Good night, Johnny Angelo. Good night, Fig. Good night, Fred. <laughs> Good night, Mr. Creamsicle. He's not here. He's at the hospital having his head reattached to his body. Oh, they caught his body? Well, uh, good night, insect crawling across my face. Good morning, maggots. No, I think it's an earwig. Oh, I forgot I was underneath Johnny's bed. Good morning. We just went to bed. It's 4.55. Whichever one, whichever one of you plays the bugle, and beg up to the tower and play Reveal at exactly 0500. Who would we be waking up exactly? This entire camp. This mess hall opens at precisely 5.02, and morning exercises start at exactly 5.16. I've got a feeling that the members of the complacents just exchanged puzzled glances, even though there's no light in here. Aren't we the only people in this camp? That's right, and I want to make sure you are all up. We are all up. You woke me up by standing on my leg. Oh, sorry about that, Private. I thought this was a little stool thing I usually stand on. Anyway, get out of bed, you lazy soldiers. There's good eating in the mess hall. 
Assuming we can find the mess hall in the pitch black. Just follow your nose. It always knows. What was that? Drop it, give me ten, private. What for? A toucan killed my grandfather during the big one. World War One? No, the War of 1812. I'm waiting, private. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's some mighty fast pushing up there, private. I'll see you all in two minutes in the mess hall. You can't say anything around that guy, can you? No, if we want to survive the day, we'd better keep our mouths shut. I showed him, though. I knew he couldn't see me, so I only did eight. Just how close did your head get shown, Fig? Five minutes later... Eddie's man, you're in for a real treat. Good, I'm starved. At least the sun has risen a little bit, so we can see in here. What happened to the electricity? Wartime economy measure. Now, men, get ready for something special. The General's extra special... Breakfast pizza? I'm thinking of calling it pie a la morning. This is going to be the next big thing at Quonset Hut Pizza. What's on it? Looks like scrambled eggs. Pancakes. Sausage. Cantaloupe. Canadian bacon. And Rice Krispies. And syrup. Maple, strawberry, or blueberry. The Kaiser will be shaking in his steel-toed boots when he sees this. I'm shaking right now. May I be excused? You may all be excused. Good. To go out to the obstacle course, we've got to get a move on. Why? Is there somewhere we have to be? No, but we have to get more done before 0900 than civilians do all day. So all we'll be doing is taking eight coffee breaks? Oh, no, Private. You'll be running the obstacle course over and over again. Here's the first obstacle. You'll have to climb to the top of that platform, grab that rope, and swing over to the pond on the other side. That pond looks slushy. We don't really need to climb to the top of the platform so much as we need to step up on it. It looks like little kids use this camp. Little kids should grow up in six weeks to become army men. Private, go up there and show me what you're made of. Can't you just me cut me open and look for yourself? Private? Okay, okay. Here goes nothing. Uh... Good job, Private. That's not a pond, it's a wading pool. I scraped my feet on the bottom. Well, why don't we come back to this one? Your next obstacle cross is right over here. You'll need to crawl under that razor wire. Anyone volunteer to go first? Why don't we all go? All we need to do is kind of limbo underneath this five-foot-high clothesline. Ow, I got hit in the eye with the clothespin. Well, men, since you're all doing so well, why don't we all try the next obstacle? Right over that hill are some tires. Run through them. I'll be waiting here for you. Woohoo! Let's go, complacence. Over hill, over dell, we will hit the rusty trail. And the home of the brave wells, guys. I've been through the Army songbook five times. I bet they've gone AWOL. Where's the MP's office? I bet they're sleeping on the obstacle course. All right, privates, wake up and... Men, stop running through the tires. That's an order. That is a huge amount of tires to have to run through. <laughs> At ease, men. I had no idea this was being used as an illegal dump site. At least they weren't on fire. Well, anyway, it's 1,300 hours. Time for midday mess. I'm already a mess. And this afternoon, I've got a real treat for you. Not again. Delicious Quonset Hub pepperoni pizza. All right. And I'll be enjoying a pizza with mushrooms and extra cheese. You don't eat pepperoni pizza, sir? I don't eat any meat, my boy. When you've seen a man's leg shredded to near unrecognizability by a piece of shrapnel, you start thinking about all those tendons and ligaments being the only things holding his foot on. And you go to wipe away some meat from your eye, and there's a big piece of muscle on your forehead. And even an old soldier gets weak in the knees. Dig in! Mr. General, don't eat that pizza! 
What are you doing? Get that back. Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and now to see the carnage. God in Himmel. What is this? You, you are, you are not dead. That's right, Kaiser Sustafel. Thanks to these quick-thinking soldiers here throwing out the window. Soldiers? Do not make me laugh. That's right, we're soldiers. We completed a good portion of the obstacle course this morning. Quiet, Private. This is between the Kaiser and me. That pizza had my name on it. No, actually, the box said, it's fresh and oven hot. Now then, Sustafel, hand-to-hand combat right here. Let's go. I am not actually prepared to fight. I was just going to wait until you had been killed by the pizza. I didn't go back to the town and demolish your Quonset hut into another parking lot for my Fastistas pizza. Why don't you just tell your customers they can park in the Quonset hut pizza lot? It's not like anyone's ever using it. You demolish my pizza restaurant for a parking lot? That does it! Ah! Oh. Take that! Oh. Oh, 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 I think I just found it. Ah. Oh, that's got to hurt. He fell on his hat. Men, I don't know what to say, but here's a start. I'm going to treat you to pizza. Again? Back at Quonset Hot Pizza. Everyone in the, to the Jeep? All, All right. right. But there's one thing I just don't understand, Fig. How did you know the General's mushroom pizza was about to explode? I didn't. I thought I saw a tiny piece of sausage, and I wanted to be nice and pick it off for him, but I accidentally threw it out the window. Isn't this place nice? It's much bigger than the Quonset hut. Look, the General's up on stage. Turn the jukebox off there, Private Pimples, would you? I have some announcements to make. First of all, I'd like to welcome you all to the temporary home, Quonset Hut Pizza. They should be done cleaning it by next week, and we'll have to move back there and tear down this place for a parking lot. But until then, I'd like to thank the dearly departed Kaiser for allowing us to use his pizza restaurant. There are four soldiers who I need to thank for, well, I owe them my life. Let's bring them up here. You know them as the Complacents. Private Angelo, Private James, Private uh, whatever, heck, whatever the heck the last two names are. For service above and beyond the call of duty. For selfless acts of bravery. I hereby promote you all to Brigadier Generals of the United States Army. Wait a minute. This guy was a general in our army? Yeah, and we still won the war. And special recognition needs to go to one of these men. Brigadier General Fig, for taking action to save the life of your commanding officer without thinking of the danger to yourself. I hereby award you the John J. Pushing Distinguished Service Medal. This looks like a spoon. I couldn't find mine. You know, the only reason you're bringing it generals is because I had four silver stars, so you could each have one. So if you had a bunch of bell-bottom trousers lying around, we could, we we could be rear admirals? Not only are they army officers, they've agreed to be the house band here at Quonset Pizza, and at only GS-8 level pay. So without further saluting, here are the Complacents.
Doheny where the surfers all go. There's a big bleached blondie named Surfer Joe. Wait, wait, wait a minute. There's, there's no reason to do this song. All right, guys, let's go. Length of chain. One, two, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. I thought I'd buy a link of chain to separate us and keep us ankles away. I could remember that you like my mashed potatoes. just walked in. It's Mr. Creamsicle. His head's back on. Big, Johnny, Gunner, Fred, I'm proud of you. Look at the evening paper. Restaurant owner assassination plot foiled. The complacents hailed as American heroes. Massive loss of life narrowly averted by group's quick thinking. Coming January 1st, Closet Calvin and Hobbes. No, I didn't want you to look at the front page. Turn to the entertainment section, page five. Fox is canceling complacency's best? That's right. We did it. We got Taekwondo off the air. Soon they'll be out of public consciousness completely. Oh, yeah, and your little escapade probably won't hurt things either. This is the best day of my life. Nothing can go wrong now. Say, why do you still have your chicken suit on? Oh, uh, I was going to take it off, but I rush over here and tell you the good news. Somebody want to unzip me in the back there? I'll get it, Mr. Green Jeans. Ah, that's better. I was really hot inside that thing, and the feathers itched something terrible. Johnny? Fred? Fig? Why are you all staring at me like that with your mouths open? Mr. Creamsicle, you're hot! What does that mean, Fig? 
Please don't tell me what I think it means. I'm going to slowly lower my head and look down at my body and... Oh, my everlasting cop supper! They put my head on the wrong body! You think they could tell a man from a woman? How could they put a cock head on a head body? Actually, if you look down at that area... Oh, you know what I mean! If it's any consolation, I find myself quite attracted to you. Next week on The Complacence. He wears aftershave and jewelry that's gaudy. He's he a dream cream to go man's head and woman's body. He wears aftershave and jewelry that's gaudy. He's a dream cream to man's head and woman's body. We have guys on us already. I'm trying to think. Now let's see, there must be a woman head on top of man's body somewhere. All I've got to do is find her and make the switch. Wasn't that the movie where the guy turned into Ellen Barkin? Shut up, Fig! I guess it's that time of the month. Listen, all of you have given me nothing but trouble ever since I got this way. You can't accept me for what I am. If you'll excuse me, I'm gonna cry! No radio program on the air today has more bizarre plot twists than The Complacence. And you can hear the next episode just 167 hours from now here on WNUR, where the S&M show is coming up soon back now in the present here's what's actually coming up on the next episode the complacents go home for the holidays until next time this has been the complacents podcast this is mr announcer speaking